Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Claire Daniels. Okay, first of all, thank you so much to everybody who uh, contributed in some way over this week. Uh, it was just amazing. So many people helped me practically, everybody that came. So thank you. Uh, it was just a, such a joy to lead. It was so easy to lead because of all the help that we had. And um, I feel like we just, it was like a steady build all week. It wasn't kind of like a big kind of, but we built steadily. And it's kind of like a Joshua 1 verse 3 scripture that we have prayed many times before from Joshua. If you aren't familiar with Joshua 1, I suggest, you know, go back to it and ask God to speak to you through it. But I will give you every place where you have set your foot. And it felt like we were steadily taking ground bit after bit. And it's really important now that we retain that ground, we take hold of it and we protect it because we, we've taken ground personally, we've taken ground corporately. And it, it was just really encouraging to do that and to see that. It was kind of like prayer on prayer. Building, it felt like we were building walls around us as a community of prayer, just building it up and it was just steadily building. I feel like it was something very strong that was being built over the week rather than a kind of rush in of God's power and rush out. It wasn't like that. It was, we were just doing something, working steadily, building what God's saying. There was nothing earth-shatteringly new over this week and for me that was really exciting and that was really good because it means that we're walking in the path that God has put us and everything that came was just confirmation after confirmation of what God is already saying so that's really encouraging sometimes if you get something sort of really left field you have to really work out what God's doing but we are we're on that new page we've turned the page and God was just showing us what that starts to look like and it's not going to look earth shatteringly different because it's always a continuation of what's just been but we are moving forward and God's giving us those signposts of how we're going to move forward and that's the important thing from today really I just want to bring some of those things that we that we had we've got a book here that had some of the things that have been brought over the week if you have got stuff and you haven't written it in it or you didn't get a chance come and get it and write in it because it's really good for us to have a record of all that but there's loads in here that I can't say today so please come and read it it'll be up in the prayer room but just read it see what God's been saying because that's how we we can pray then there's no point in just leaving that sitting on a bookshelf and us going and praying our own thing. Let's take what God's been saying and let's start praying it into being. There's no point in praying upstairs in the prayer room. We've got ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. There's no point in just praying something once and then just moving on to the next thing. Let's ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. And as we do that, that's how we're going to see the breakthrough coming. It was really exciting for me to have a couple of new sessions and just really briefly just talk about those. Uh, we had the creative session, which was fabulous to have quite a few people joining in with that. And so upstairs you will see by the prayer wall, which has got a bit of space on it because uh, the young people didn't end up managing to fill up the space there. So if you want to go up, there's still plenty of space there for you to write what God's saying. But next to it are lots of pictures and images 
that people did and drew and wrote, and they're all great. And they'll make their way to the prayer room board. But go up there, just sit and look at them and ask God to speak to you through them. Sometimes it's lots easier to hear God speaking through an image. And what about taking your children up there and asking them to look at them and say, what's God saying to you through that? Donna helped us do some stained glass jars, so we now have stained glass upstairs, which means we're a real church now. <laughs> Finally, we, we've got stained glass. <laughs> yeah, we just need a steeple, so if anybody's got... Oh, that next year. I want a steeple. This could be a thing. But it was your idea. Um, <laughs> jokes can become reality. Um, and the other one was the family sessions. Uh, family worship that we had where we just encouraged families to come together and worship, uh, read some scripture, answer some questions, do some crafts, eat some food, which after Charlotte had done amazing, wonderful fish sandwiches, fish cutter sandwiches one day that everyone loved. I then had to do them for the next three days because they were really popular. But I'm now really good with them now, so I, I can make fish-shaped sandwiches. But they were so good. I love those sessions because it really... It was just such a joy to see families worshipping together, equipping families to be able to do things at home together. And that's really what God is doing amongst us, isn't it? He is really teaching us about family. And they were really, really precious sessions. And it was just a lot of fun as well. So there were a couple of new sessions that we had. Pastor Paul's mentioned the boat. It was really fun having the boat. It was great. There's... Um, about 200 names written on fish. So if you haven't been up there, we were writing names of people that we want to see saved on fish. And there were some on people around the outside of the boat as well. There's about 200 names of people. Yesterday, in the final session, which was a family worship session, the children knelt. They, put, they wrote names on the fish. They knelt in front of the boat. And they put their fish in. And then they sung over all the fish. And they sung about salvation and about revelation of Jesus' love. So all those people in that net have had... They've been prayed over on Wednesday night. We laid hands on them. We prayed over them. They've been prayed over. They've been sung over. They've been declared over. If you have put a fish in that net this week, expect fruit. Expect God to do something because the children singing over them was really powerful and God is going to do something. There's going to be breakthrough in those people. They're not just going to stay in the net. They're going to be hauled into the boat and we're going to see salvation. So, but don't just say, I put names in the, fear, in the net and leave it. We've got to pray and run. Ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. Could I just have a microphone? Just very quickly, really, really quickly, I'd like four people who've got one thing that they just want to say impacted them or encouraged them uh, over the week just to come up here really fast. You've got about 20 seconds each. Joanne, go whilst you're waiting um, for another. I loved uh, praying with other people, actually standing next to someone and praying and declaring over our church family. Yes, I can pray on my own. Yes, I do pray on my own. But actually to pray with power and authority and with faith um, was just amazing. The thing I loved the most really was seeing everybody's um, pictures on the family wall. You'll see it just over there. Um, and we really prayed faith-filled, powerful prayers on that session for the whole church. 
Um, and even for those that weren't on there, but we know that they come. And we were praying for that over the women. We were praying um, Proverbs 31 and really declaring powerful things over our women as well. And so if you're not sure what that is, look it up, Proverbs 31. Thanks, Joanna. In our life team, we've been um, looking at 1 Peter, and one evening we're sharing from bits and pieces uh, that we learned from there. And Helen, she's not here today, so I'll speak on her behalf, because what Helen shared was absolutely brilliant. Helen, for those who don't know, lives in the sticks beyond Dolby, beyond you know, really out there. And uh, she's surrounded by lots of stones, and she knows a lot about building walls with stones. And she spoke brilliantly, because she said about the stonemason, the, the master stonemason comes, and he knows when he starts to build a wall, he knows exactly which stone he wants, even if it's right over there or it's over there. And it's not just big stones he wants. He wants levelers, little stones as well, which are levelers. And I thought that really spoke about the body of Christ, about it doesn't matter where we, and he knows where we are, he moves us about as the stonemason. And I thought it was just like Jesus, just like Jesus, he knows who we are, he knows our giftings. And it doesn't matter whether you think, oh, I don't have a gift, or it's just something small. It's very important in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. That's great. Thank you, Kate. For me, the sessions that impacted me the most were the 8 o'clock followed by the 9 o'clock communion. They were amazing, amazing times of just sitting at the feet of Jesus, adoring him, worshipping him, loving him, meeting with him. It was absolutely glorious. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I went to one of the Hope for Justice prayer sessions in the evening and I'd uh, really encourage people to... If you can get to one of those and like find out more about it from Suzanne as well, it was like a powerful. It was a really time, powerful time of prayer, and um, yeah, it's good to see, like, see into the kind of prayer and ministry standing against injustice, and yeah, believe for a difference in the future. Wonderful, thank you. That's brilliant because you all brought things that I. I wasn't going to bring, so that's amazing. That's great. So everybody was just impacted by different things. There was so much going on. And, and what Joyce has just said, you know, when we worship, we're not doing nothing. We're not worshiping so that we can then pray. As we worship, that in itself is so powerful. You know, when King David thought that it was worth his money investment in employing 4,000 musicians and 288 singers, to worship 24-7, night and day. He thought that was a good use of his resources. And during that 33 years of his reign where that was going on, there was peace in Jerusalem. They went out to war elsewhere, but there was peace in Jerusalem. You know, it's powerful just when we're worshipping. There's nothing less about that. We need to pray and we need to contend, but actually remember that when we're just worshipping, we're not just worshipping. Stuff is happening. Jesus is worthy of us just worshipping, um, but stuff is happening and we are changing the spiritual atmosphere and things are happening when we're worshipping. So those eight o'clocks were powerful times, but they weren't just setting us up for the day. They were powerful in themselves. Things were changing and shifting in themselves. Of course, we continue to contend for the five prophetic victories. So salvation, healing, promises, extraordinary miracles and resources, finances. We continue contending for those because we must keep doing that. And I believe as Pastor Paul was speaking this morning about that, 
We've routed the enemy, but we have to keep taking hold of them because we so easily can let them slip out of our hands again because he's always just wanting to. So again, we were taking hold, taking hold. There's plenty of scriptures. If you want to know how to pray for those things, there's plenty of scriptures in here and words that people had from that. And on Wednesday night, we were revisiting prophetic word that Paul Manwaring had for us at this about uh, us as a church being a cobbled street so it's, it's, it's really tough and it's really solid and it's got good foundations and it can take the weight of juggernauts. That as a church, he, he's, God's brought us to a place of strength that we can take that. And he said in his prophetic word that he saw a carpet laid out and his word was, uh, be prepared for a royal invasion. So we were praying into that because when we get a prophetic word, we all know we've got to press into it. We've got to seek God for what it's about. We don't just go, that's nice, and leave it on the shelf. We say, God, what are you saying to us through this? And this ends up really relating into these these five things, really. And uh, one of the prophetic words that came was about the royal invasion being a royal eruption within us, within the bride of Christ, within us, and that there would be this eruption as a house that would cause the multiplication of these things. So that's God's promise over us, that he is coming. There's going to be an eruption within us that's going to see a multiplication of salvation, a multiplication of finances, a multiplication of promises restored, a multiplication of extraordinary miracles. We want that, don't we? And multiplication of healing. We need to see that. So let's keep moving forward with that. Let's keep taking hold of them. We've got them up in the in the prayer room. We're doing that regularly. But can I really encourage you to keep praying those in? Because God said, we've got, we've got something here that can take the weight, that we can take the weight. That's such a word of encouragement. Let's be encouraged by that. And, and let's uh, pray in all of that happening. After the Tuesday night that Kate spoke about, that was great. And we were really praying. What was brilliant was we, it was Tuesday night, so it was the first evening session. And praying from 1 Peter, we were really praying for who we are as people, as living stones, our character, craving the word. So it was great. Before we started praying into what we do, we were praying into who we are. And that was such a fantastic place to start. And I'm really grateful to that house church for bringing that. And... One of the phrases that really stood out to me, and it's sort of highlighted in here, was 1 Peter 3.8 in the Passion, just the last phrase. And this is my challenge to all of you today because it's God's challenge to me. So why am I speaking with this still? Can I transfer over again, David? I'm sorry. Just got in the zone with the microphone there. Um, was, uh, let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Yeah, let that be a challenge to us. Let humility describe us. Let people see us and be described by our humility because in a way that we dearly love one another. And that came out so much. It's all about being together. It's all about walking together. It's all about loving one another. And we know this because God's been speaking it for about two years to us. Though it's nothing new, but it was just wonderful. When God gives you new language, he gives you new phrases, he gives you new things to describe it. So that it's always, you know, it's the same thing, but we can use different language for it. And, and I love that. Let humility describe us as you dearly love one another. One of the things that we did as we were praying for all the things that we do, we spent a lot of time praying for all the things we do. 
in the boat for us as a church, the nets, our ministries, all the things we do as outreach. We really, we prayed over every team leader, we prayed over every team, we prayed for all of the ministries that are happening. But then we took each of it, them to the throne and we surrendered again everything that we do to God because we need to keep doing that. You know, there's nothing we can do in our own strength. But God, as the Holy Spirit infuses everything that we are doing in this house, there is going to be power attached to it. There's going to be fruit attached to it. There's going to be authority attached to it. And I heard over the week just prayers. They weren't always really loud rah-rah prayers, but they were prayers prayed with authority. And that's what we need. Prayers prayed with faith. Prayers prayed with authority, whether they're loud and declaring or whether they're quiet and just quietly confident, which was a phrase that came out and has come out again this morning, to be quietly confident in what God has said to us and what God is doing. One of the things, there are just two other themes that I just want to pick up on before I finish. And the first one is from Isaiah 61, that we would be oaks of righteousness. This is a phrase that, of scripture that we've been praying for, I don't know, two or three months now. And God led us again to be praying about being oaks of righteousness. And that really means about being mature sons and daughters in Christ. So saying, actually... I'm not going to stay as an infant that needs spoon feeding and bottle feeding. We all have seasons where, you know, when we start out, we need that. And we have seasons when we go back to that. But saying, I'm going to be a son and a daughter. I'm going to be one who's going to learn how to feed myself. I'm going to be one who learns how to feed others. I'm going to be one who learns to disciple. I'm going to be one who stands strong as a son or a daughter in this house because that's how we're going to to see so many come in from that. And the picture was of woodland oaks. There's two types of oaks, woodland oaks and field oaks. Field oaks on their own in a field, surprisingly. And they grow out, they grow wide, they've got lots of space, and they're on their own. In woodland, you'll see woodland oaks, and Kay brought some things from a recent visit to Sherwood Forest, which was fantastic. Uh, That all linked in really nicely. But woodland oaks grow up towards the light, because they can't go out, so they go up. So they're looking towards the light all the time. They're growing up, and they grow a lot taller than field oaks do. And their roots go down much deeper, but their roots, if you look at the root system, it's all so intertwined. It's so, they're so interdependent, and the roots are headed down towards the water, uh, but they're all sort of a mishmash. And it's just a beautiful picture of us as woodland oaks, they're needing to grow together, as Joanne was say, saying about praying shoulder to shoulder, standing together with, we grow up towards the light, and our roots grow down into God, but also in with each other as well intertwined with each other and it it was the same thing it's the same thing about family it's the same thing about community but again it's another picture it's another bit of language and we need to be be ready to walk into that place of maturity and we're talking about how sometimes that actually comes from struggle it's not that people are going to come in and say oh wow you're all amazing mature kind of you know God so well and you've got you know and see that maturity just because we're amazing people it comes out of a place of struggle it comes out of a place of God using everything as Pastor Paul's already talked about this morning God using everything that we go through in order to mature us so we have a choice we can let the things that we go through 
take us backwards and into immaturity, or we can allow the things that we go through to take us forward into maturity. We can choose those things to take us up facing the light and going up, or we can just allow that, those things to cause us to die. And that's our choice. But I love that oak tree is very old. It, it related so well with the cobbled street as well. And finally, uh, a theme that came back over and over again was how important first, this first encounters discipleship book, book is going to be for us. It came, up, it came up all the time. And how this is going to be a real source of strength for us, that it's kind of like our corporate training and it's something that's drawing us together so that we can be strengthened, we can be encouraged, but so, and so we can be equipped. But it's going to do something powerful. We don't know what that looks like yet because we're only you know, just starting in these, sort of this week, next week. But it just came back as this is something that's going to be powerful. Pray for, pray for each other. Pray for us as a church that as we take hold of it, God does something powerful in relationships. He does something powerful as we walk forward. And where the, the sense I had, the boat upstairs is very damaged at the bottom. And it's definitely, definitely never going to be seaworthy. Um, but that God is going to repair our boat as we do this together. That where, even where we didn't know there were gaps in the floor, even where we didn't know things needed repairing, things are going to be repaired. The, the boards are going to be repaired. It's going to be strengthened. And it might even be quite imperceptible, really. But we're going to see, we're going to look back in a few months. I really believe we're going to see that we are so strengthened, that something's happened amongst us, that this has done. It seems really odd, doesn't it? It's a discipleship book that, for many of us, it's things that, that we probably know. But God's going to do something powerful. If you're not already you know, wanting to do it, um, I really encourage you to, uh, to think about it. And it was really part of the crossing over to the other side. We took hold of Mark 4.35 about crossing over to the other side. And I haven't got time to go into the story now, but I really encourage you to go back and look at before Mark yeah, the whole of Mark 4 and into some of Mark 5. Just look at the whole context of it. Look at what Jesus was doing. Uh, Pastor Paul spoke on, on, on it a few times, so go back and listen to those podcasts. But what's he taking us over to the other side for? He took them over for one demon-possessed man to see him saved, who then went and told, went to Decapolis, so 10, 10 cities, I think that means. So became an amazing evangelist. And then he brought them back and they went and saw Jairus' daughter raised from the dead. There's a whole bunch of stuff there to go back and look at where God's taking us, the people he's taking us to. There was a storm on the way. And as we were praying, our encouragement was we spoke peace. There will be storms, but we can walk in peace through them if we will walk in peace through them together. So just quick summary. Is that okay? Very quick summary of, of the different points we had. Every prayer we pray and taking hold of that prophetic word Paul Man Waring gave us is a prayer closer to seeing the great release of these five prophetic victories. And there was a real faith rising. So just remember, every time you're praying, we're a prayer closer to seeing that, that release of them. We're going to the other side. We will get there. But allow our faith to be matured in the process and be ready for unexpected people or assignments on the other side. There would be a greater purpose than maybe we see at the moment. 
Thirdly, determined that each one of us will grow further into maturity, our branches headed up towards the light and our roots going down deep, both into Jesus and intertwining with one another. And one of the other things we did, we went up to the, um, Scarborough on the mounts and prayed over Scarborough. And from that, as we came back together, we were just asking God, what's our mandate to pray for this town? What's the thing that you've given us? And we will pray for everything. We will pray for lots of things. But we just kept, it just kept coming out. Again, family. And often what God does in you, he will do through you. So what God does in us corporately, he will do through us corporately. So as he builds family in us, he will cause us to pray and step out and release family. Um, in the community so we really felt that that was our mandate to pray as I say plenty to look at in this book uh, do we come and add to it if you can go and add to the prayer wall there's so much going on chat to people that are around if you weren't able to be there and see what God was saying Praise God. Since you mentioned going to the other side, somebody was confused by me the other day. So just quickly, um, they said, oh, I thought we went over to the other side in August. We did. But it, it, we're on a multi-dimensional journey with God. There's always this going on and this going on and this going on. And there was a very short journey, if you like, in some ways, to take at August, which was a journey of bringing us together as a family and worshipping together as a family, which was something God very powerfully did, and we now need to live in. But there's always other journeys that you're on with God. You know, one journey will finish when you die. That's the journey until you're promoted to glory. That's, that's a long one, isn't it? So we're always, there's, there's all different journeys. It's not saying, oh, we, 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 we crossed to the other side. Oh, we're not really, we're doing it again. That's where someone was confused. So just to make sure nobody else is confused. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.